2: But, all right, here we go. Talk show
1: Recorded live.
2: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending upon where you are in the world at this time. This is a global radio show, and we have listeners from all over the world. My name is Daryl Thornton Sr., and on behalf of T25CL Entertainment, Galaxy Talk Radio, I'd like to welcome you to our show, and it's entitled In This Place. Well, listeners, today we are going to continue our discussion on education and the impact that it has on our youth and also others as well. There are a few questions uh, that I'm going to throw out there. Uh, For those of you who are uh, listening or may listen later, um, it should inspire some interesting uh, discussion. Uh, One of the questions is, Are our children receiving the proper education? And are they receiving enough education? Uh, Also want to ask, is education absolutely necessary to succeed in life? There's some other uh, questions that we'll get into also. Uh, We need to know, is there an actual connection between education or the lack thereof and poverty? But before we get into all that, I'd like to... uh, Go ahead and introduce our co-host of the show. To my immediate left, we have the very unique Deacon Brian Carter. Are you doing Deacon, what's going on my brother?
1: Well, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever the situation you might be in. We thank you for um listening either now or later to in this place. And we hope that you uh glean some information, you're inspired to tell someone else and that you come on and join us each week as we try to enlighten, encourage, and entertain. So I just want to say thank you, and everybody have a great day.
2: Thank you, Deacon Carter, as usual. And uh, to my right, let's go ahead and introduce the very profound Deacon Ron Brooks. What's going on, Ron? How you doing today, my brother?
3: Peace and blessings, my brother, and... Everybody listening today, Um, again, as uh, Brother Dow has stated, welcome to In This Place. And um, again, as we continue on our quest, uh, as Deacon Carter said, to entertain, uh, enhance, enlighten, educate, and inspire, um, listen, I think that um, this is definitely a topic worthwhile as we um, continue to chop up the whole education piece and um, just, you know, get into it in terms of um, the questions that uh brother Dow is, is gonna raise, I'm sure gonna be very thought provoking and um very good conversational pieces. So let's continue to
2: dive into this subject. All right. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my brother. So yeah guys, you know, I was I was thinking, uh, you know, uh we're talking about education and uh we're talking about uh its impact that it has on our youth. It uh is uh something that I've always felt and still do feel that is something very, very important, very significant, very relevant to our youth. Um, it, it's a, a great benefit to our youth to, um, to educate themselves in the primary school system and to continue their education as well. But I was thinking about the lack of education. Um, I was thinking about when I was in college how some of the classes that I missed uh, proved to be a detriment to me, and if I would have continued to miss them, then they would have kicked me out. Uh, so uh, that would have been a lack of education for me. Is there a connection? We, we, we all know that later on in life, there's a connection between earning money, um, a decent living, and education. Uh, but is there a... Uh, but is the lack of education... Very interesting question. Is the lack of education... And poverty connected. I think so. What do you guys think? Could
3: what I about think
4: you, you Dick? Well, I
3: think that um, I think it's a it's a yes, and um, I think that it necessarily doesn't necessarily always have to turn out that way. I'm sure we all know mm-hmm. um, success stories of people who will tell you, hey, listen, I didn't have a uh, a day of college in my life, and there are stories of those that um, drop out of high school and go on to be a success. But I think if we were to look at it on an, on an overall total picture type of view, then I would say that, yeah, definitely. Um, I believe that, you know, education can very well be um, you know, the cause of or lack of education, should I say, could be um, the cause of poverty. Um, and I definitely think that, and when you're looking at it also, you have to look at the different forms of education because there is right. um, education, you know, there's street education, right? <laughs> and then there's mm-hmm. formalized education, you know, with, with schooling and high school and college and whatnot. Then also, um, there is street education, and then there's life education. So um, I think we got to look at those two aspects of it as well.
4: Good point. I agree with you. Point.
1: And, and my only, the only thing I'm going to say um, <clears throat> about that is um, <clears throat> when we say a lack of education or um, a lack of knowledge, there's another question that needs to be asked. Is the education lacking because we don't want to seek it, or is the education lacking because our family doesn't think it's important, or is the education lacking because the environment that we we grew up in doesn't doesn't push forth education as something that should be pursued
2: that's uh that's a very good point uh the deacon uh Deacon Carter, because you know what? Um, I think a little piece of each – a little piece of everything you said comes into play, as well as what Deacon Brooks said, definitely. Uh, I'm going to digress for a moment and hit on what Deacon Brooks said, uh, because I wanted to just ask, and then I want to get right back to you, uh, uh, Deacon Carter, because what you said uh, um, is is so interesting. Um, Is education – a cure for poverty. I wouldn't say that education is a cure for poverty. I would say that it's one of the cures. Uh, There there are many other uh, uh, variables that are coming to play. Um, Economists will also probably agree with me uh, with regard to the economy and jobs. Um, Even if uh, uh, you don't have the formal education, you have some sort of education, some sort of uh, life skills and training, to still obtain employment. <clears throat> um, I think um, the more education you have with regard to obtaining a higher paying job comes into play, but I don't necessarily think that just because you don't have that uh, continued education, a master's, a doctorate, that you are going to wind up in poverty, as, as Deacon uh, Brooks said. But if you have some training, whether it be Street training, street knowledge, um, or, or some information uh, that was given to you in, uh, uh, within certain courses you've taken, then you can obtain some sort of employment uh, um, and, and have some sort of life skills. <clears throat> Getting back to what you said, Deacon Carter, that was a very interesting response because, yeah, you're right, um, you know, growing up in a certain environment, Uh, tends to shape you, tends to shape your personality. Uh, um, And, uh, you know, if we come from families that are not so wealthy, then we're going to live in uh, certain environments that do not have, and this is what what really kills me, guys, that do not have really, really good school systems. Uh, And if you don't have a really good school system, uh, the education is not going to be as forthcoming uh, as, conversely speaking, if you grow up in a wealthy family, you're going to live in a more of a wealthier neighborhood. Uh, consequently, you're going to be attending better schools, and, the, and, and these wealthy families also have the means to send their kids to private schools. So there it is, you know, it goes. So it's a and, good point.
3: And, and you know, Brother Deed, what, what, what Deacon Carter, part of what he said is so true because, and he raised it in the form of a question, but I'm going to gonna return it in the form of a statement. Um, and because, like you just said, listen, if you live in a more affluent area, um, nine times out of ten, greater education or, quote, unquote, greater or better education is afforded to you, but the question is, do you take advantage of it? Right. And can Carter posed that in form of a question saying, is it that? or is it that people don't take advantage of it? And I think right. that that's a part of it, because um, one of the quotes that I, that I looked at today, a um, brother of Malcolm X stated it this way. He said that education is the passport to the future, for tomorrow belongs to those who prepare for it today. And I think that <laughs> when we look at education, we definitely have to look at education as a form of preparation.
4: You know, mm-hmm. and to to educate
3: mm-hmm. oneself, I think is to prepare oneself. So mm-hmm. if you're, so as we as we dissect it a little bit more, um, you know, to to Deacon Carter's point, education, you know, whether you're in an impoverished area or, you know, how many times do we hear of student of a, parents rather that um, make sacrifices to get their their children in a better school system. But then there right. are some that live in those affluent sections that don't even take advantage of what's afforded to them, and they, they live right there in those, um you know, uh, communities where there is, you know, greater education system, so to speak.
1: And mm-hmm. here's one thing I'll say about living in an affluent, uh, affluent part of town. I mean, you could go to an affluent school, and because there might be Five other people that look like you, you might not put forth the effort to progress in the school system or to um, whatever to to make the grade in the in the school system because you don't feel encouraged to do
4: that.
2: <clears throat> Excuse me, <clears throat> something in my throat there. <clears> throat> All right, um, I see that we have a caller on from North Jersey. Uh, Brian, could you unmute that caller? <clears throat> Excuse me.
0: Good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. How y'all doing? Hey.
2: hey
4: Hi, everybody, go
0: how are you? What's yes, up, Brad? How you doing? Good, good, good. Listen, I know we on the air, but uh, I want to say it real quick and I'm going to move on. You guys dropped the ball to me last week. What happened? i was supposed to get two phone calls. Rev, you know what you right.
3: And I, gotta, I, I, I have to apologize because uh, Brother Dow did send me your number, and it's just been one of those crazy weeks because I've had meetings and, and running, and even today um, I was in orientation right up to the minute um, that, the, that the show aired. But I definitely will reach out to you after the show today, so I apologize.
0: Hey, listen, oh, uh, 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 go
2: ahead. I'm sorry, uh, Rev, Gardner, did, did you want me to call you as well?
0: No, you say you're just gonna let me know about something, but we can hold off. On, we can hold off on that later, uh, because because you guys <laughs> on something real, real, real good. And I want I don't wanna lose my thought while we own that. Oh, and, okay. Okay. Uh, so, the, uh, I listened to some some good comments and good um, feedback, and I, I was I, somebody quoted something last week. I'm not sure I got it right now, but but says Malcolm X say, education is the key to one in the future. Malcolm X said that. So I, I, I might not quote it. It's like what was said, but it says, uh, uh, education is the key to one the future. Where are you in the street or you are in the school, where <laughs> you want to get the best out of? It. Listen, one thing I learned in the street: you can be if you are slow, you're going to be used a lot. But if you but if you pick up real fast, you can be the user <laughs> rather than be the uv So
4: mm-hmm.
0: so, so, so so whatever you. You are supposed to. You want to make sure that you will be on top of your class. Uh, if I might dig- digress for a little bit, uh, years ago when I was like early age and I met this lady, and uh, I was nineteen, and she was twenty nine, and she took me to school. Sure enough, did.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: And then the 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 sign, even years ago, that song say, uh, "You got me running around in circus? And and yeah. she didn't even go around in circles. So, so my point <laughs> is, is he whatever arena you step in, you gotta be ready to counter that if you step in that arena. Remember years ago when uh um the, the guy come that was the Yankee and the guy come running to the um the baseball guy I ran up to him um and the guy decked him and they said he was well he hit the old man but he listen, we run up to somebody's <clears the> grill, <throat> You don't know what might happen, so when you run up in the ring, you're gonna be ruined to fight, so whatever the case might be, you gotta be ready to, to to better that uh to do better so I'm saying here uh, there's good points and there's bad points about what you're saying, and you're right you you have to uh uh be ready to deal with whatever but if if there's a lack of education you can survive, but you gotta know where you um you can go in, in in that but there are areas where you can kind of Manipulate the system per se, you know, certain jobs, certain skills, but but again, uh, it, it's how you approach it. Now, my my uncle, he uh say he went, he, does, he had a sixth sixth grade and some a sixth grade education, but he owned his hmm. own uh, mason business. You know what I mean? He, he had right. a crew of people. So so uh, you know so some of us are born with a lot of. A lot of uh, as they say a wisdom or, 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 or self awareness or whatever, some of us born with it, but some of us, some of us has to go to school. If we don't go to school we can't, we don't know how to even peel potatoes, you know what I'm saying so some of us need to go to school you know, in order to survive and, and then I, I, I do believe oh I do believe at, at the top of the, the chain that you do find people with- edu- with, the, uh, with, with, uh, with advanced education. Seem to make these dollars, or also uh, education, also uh, higher education, also open up more doors for you, uh, whether you walk yes. in them or not. But but they they are available for you. But if you if you have less education, uh, the same amount of doors do, do not do not open for you. So you you have to kind of make your way through life. Um, but then you can't, like I said, there are people who have been successful. You know, with computer people and all. that. But again, it's like, um, but that mold do, do not fit. Um, everybody, there has to be a special person in order to, uh, you know, like when people invent things and like George Foreman grill and all that kinds. Of so uh, mm-hmm. um, when people come come up with these ideas, that, you know, you, you can make money. You, you can, you know, you, you can invent something. You can sometimes. Uh, if you, let me use this way, if you don't know the Lord, then that was called a stroke of luck. But if you know the Lord, then you, you can say the Lord has blessed me with a a a, uh, a lot of wisdom and a know how to be able to go. And get it. So, but uh, again, if if you're out in the world, we use that uh, term as as luck or hit the lottery or something like that. So I don't know. But uh, again, not to get too too far off the thing. But uh, the topic is good, and I I was making some some notes uh, along the way uh, because I was thinking the whole week. And one of the things I I said, along with education, one needs aspiration. So listen, what 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 are we inspired to do when we? when you're going through the education uh, thing, what are we looking to do? What what, what do we want to be in like that? Because if you don't do that, let me let me just digress. But I'm a farmer. Uh, we used to be a farmer,
4: mm.
0: and there's different kind of tomatoes. There's called regular tomatoes, and then there's called running tomatoes. Well, the, the regular tomato vine, they just grow straight up. The running tomato, you, you had to kind of contain it. You didn't contain them. they run all over the place. So. Some of us have what's called self-discipline and some of us don't. Some of us need that that, that guidance that's around the fence to, 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 uh, to keep us from running wild. And so, so again, it, it's the point is, is that one has to know where he fit in life and that's why you need to kind of like, you know, if education is not for you, then what will I do uh, besides run the street all day long and, and do what's wrong? So the thing is that, Without education, how successful can I be? Where can I go? At the end of the the, the average person, you know, like, like, uh, you know, because, like, say, if, uh, somebody was saying, if you afforded the education, what well, do you do with it? Again, it, uh, we are supposed to certain things, but then wh- what do we do? Do we make the best of it, or do we just do it and you say, well, you know what? I went to school. Because I know people, oh my God, I know people, and y'all know some people too. Every time you turn around, they go into school for something. And yet they never, you know, they're they never uh, looking to achieve it. So why you keep going to school? I know people still going to school. they going, every time a new cl- uh, course comes out, they, they take something different. But I'm saying, what are you going to do with what you already learned? I mean, like, like, I mean, come on. I mean, like, uh, and then, of course, uh, they, they, they take advantage of this, um, you know, this, the government thing. What, what do you call it? That they give you the money? You uh, take it thing. But anyway, um, they keep going to school always going to school, but don't have a job. I know this guy, he got all kinds of degrees, and yet he's taking money from the government because he don't want to work. I mean, he, the guy, if you, if anywhere a short corner, you know how to get downtown or go where um, and get some free money, you know, he, he know, all those doors. But yet the guy is kind of smart book-wise, but he don't want to work. So, again, it's like where That's is That's so interesting. Room?
2: You know, it, that's interesting. Um, it, it almost goes to what, uh, it's a, kind of a twist of what uh, Deacon Carter was talking about, uh, because you do have these professional students who, who are in school all of their lives. Um, yeah. a, lot of them, a lot of them are uh, being taken care of or have uh, um, dowries uh, or, or live with their parents. But they go to school yes. all their lives. And, and, their lives. and, and like uh, Deacon Brooks, you said also, they're not really taking advantage of it. Yeah, they're taking advantage of the educational system, but they're not using that to, uh, to, to, to forward themselves uh, within the community and, and to, uh, to transfer that information that they've learned to others uh, in places of employment because they never worked. <clears throat>
4: um,
2: it's And, and, and I, I know that from experience, because when I worked with the court system, I had an individual uh, who was doing that, you know, buying $10,000 watches and stuff because, you know, he had the money to do that, but never, ever got a job. I mean, this was part of his, his master's um, as to why he was in the uh, in the job with me. He wasn't getting paid for it. It was just part of his school. But I want to ask you, uh, Reverend Gardner, so do you think that uh, – a lack of education um, causes uh, or there's a connection between a lack of education and poverty, because there are many, many issues that arise in communities due, due to a lack of education. <clears throat> okay. And we have, uh, well, let me just say that there, there, there's teen pregnancy, uh, there's gang violence, theft, drugs, you know, and all, all sorts of crime, which uh, more frequently is in non-educated settings. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's uh, also Probably related to these areas uh, that are poverty stricken because of lack of education, decreases the jobs that people get. And just having basic skills, reading and math skills, can also uh, help a person with employment. Um, so, what do you think about that?
0: Well, you know what? Uh, again, I go back to the point where where is your aspiration? I mean, where are you going to do in life? You want to work? You don't want to work? If you're going to work, like I said, uh think about, about the previous uh, show we had. He said, "If you work for McDonald's flipping hamburger, you, you don't have to stay flipping hamburgers. They will send you to school. You, you can get traded. They will teach you how to be a manager. They will teach you how to be uh, whatever you want to be. They give you a chance to achieve. But again, do I want to go? To my, do I, what do I want to do? And, and you know, do I, I want to stay on the grill, or do I want to just kind of wing it through life? And just as long as I got a little, a few dollars coming in, I'm staying with Mama. I'm staying home already, and so." I don't have any responsibility. You see, that, that's another thing. Uh, 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 I think is lacking in it. It's probably when they where, uh where uh, years ago, they made all those responsible. Always, if you got a little part-time job, everybody brought some money home and gave it to mommy. Everybody was responsible for something. Where now a lot of kids now, they grow up to make their own money, and then they'll, they'll become responsible. The parents don't make them pay rent. Um they have their own room, and, and the room is pretty much is sponsored by the parents. And so the kids just grew up, and, and they never learn how to handle their own business. They uh, not used to, you know, uh, uh, paying rent or, you know, paying their own insurance. So the thing is that all these things ties into poverty because one never listen. I never forget the first time I, I had a, a real job and they make me some real money. I feel I, listen, I feel like a I feel pretty good there I feel like a little man. I feel like I had to achieve something so so you know mm-hmm. that's a great thing to have but but a lot of time uh, uh um we we fall back on this thing where you know what I had a hard life and and I don't want my kids to suffer like I did. I don't want them to do this and this and that. so what we we do we cut them we cut them short, so they come up short, they come up not uh, too aggressive, they come up not well, too too much um uh, amb- they're not ambitious at all. So we think we are, we're helping them by not making them be um, responsible. To making them, um, you know, like you know, they they become a, a a a leech. They become a, a, a leech to society because what happened? They learn ways to 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 get stuff without even working for it. And like now, you see down here. Uh, uh, I don't know y'all get news down here, but every week in Georgia, these young men. Uh, a lady go to the gas station to um, get gas and she leave a car unlocked or something like that and they, they, they jump in and take the car and drive off. They, one time they had little babies and two, two kids in the car, they, they took one of the babies and sit them on the side of the road and one another, another man the road a little further so all this stuff is going on because our young men uh, for some reason feel the need to, to just rob stores and rob people and, stuff. and there's another lady, they just caught a young, nice little young, young lady uh, they just caught her last week. She had been robbed. She had robbed like nine banks. N- nice. She, I think she's twenty-four, twenty-five like, 24, 25 years old. Nice looking lady. Uh, wow. Again, it's not so much how you look, but again, she's, that lady could, with, with her look, she could have done a lot of things in life it just, just by her look. But she, but she felt the need to go rob banks, now they caught her. So now she's 20, but 24 years old, she robbed maybe like six, seven banks. Now she's going to be in general her life. So all oh, that, she, yeah. Oh, and she looked like she, She's not; she's pretty smart. But the thing is that, again, what do you do with the education? What do you do with you know? What I'm saying so, so the thing is that, what it, be, it's like now here's another point. You can give me a forty-five, or you can give me a nine millimeter. Guess what? If I don't know <laughs> how to, sh- if I don't know how to shoot it. It means it means absolutely nothing to what, me. What 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 good is it? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. What good is it? That's a good point. I, I, I need to know how to operate this thing when I get it or or, or or have some sense of how it works. Because if I don't have any sense of how it works, then it's not going to work for me. Because it's the same thing with education. If education, if I don't put it in the right perspective, then how is it going to work for me? You know, say if I'm not willing to, because education ties into different things. So if I'm not willing to tie each thing into another thing, it, it, education connects to the world per se. So if mm-hmm. one, one step could one step, Connect another step. Am I willing to make these steps to make these connections? <laughs> so a lot of times we don't want to do because it's easy to be a failure.
2: That's right. That's right. So 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 lack of educa- education, and information is synonymous. And so lack yes. of education or lack of information um, um, uh, uh, lack is, of uh, just just okay. just just doesn't work for you. You know, they they they're. I mean, what good is it? Uh, there are other effects also, then I'm going to throw it over to Dick and Carter. There are, there are other effects, and this is, this is very interesting because <clears throat> um, I was doing a little research, and I know that there are other effects that happen uh, because of a lack of education, and that is, check this out, guys, it is a decline in health. Okay? Yes. According to the National Longitudinal Mortality Study, a year, just one year of education or information increases the life expectancy by 0.18 years. Isn't that interesting? And people are are, are more apt not to take care of themselves because they are less educated about topics such as family planning or proper hygiene or significant medical issues uh, like hypertension or diabetes um, uh, and, and, uh, you know, asthma, you know, respiratory, cardiovascular system. Uh, circulatory system, you know, things of that sort, and mm-hmm. all, all these things. Are, it, it, you know, it, it, this this is education and and slash information that someone's just not going to walk up to you in the street or in the church. Yeah. Well, maybe right. our church, <laughs> you know, and just start yeah. discussing. You know, these yeah. this comes with within within an educational institution. What do you think, Deacon Carter?
1: Um well I, I I agree with you um, um sometimes you know when we, when we look at education, you know we, we 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 lose the point um that we're not we're not educating to hold the people back, although they were back in the slavery times, but we're not educating to hold people back. we're educating so that they can have a hope for a brighter tomorrow.
0: Like yes. Deacon Brooks
1: said, mm-hmm. and the thing is, when that the the education, the focus of education is lost, that's when it becomes a revolving cycle of just going to school.
4: Right, right, absolutely. <clears throat> okay. But if okay. you don't mind,
1: if you don't mind, since we're speaking about education, um, I think this might be a, a perfect segue into our Black History moment.
3: Okay. Yeah, I was going to say that, Dee. <coughs>
1: Okay, so here we go. I've got, I, of course, I, I always come up with two interesting things that you might or might not know. And one of them, I knew what, and I, I called it out last week, but I couldn't remember what her name was. And that that there is why we're losing our history. Well, you remember we talked about Sarah Rector, who was the um, the slave girl who became a millionaire. Well, today I want to talk about Madam C. J. Walker.
2: CJ Walker.
1: Madam, Madam CJ Walker. She was she okay. was lauded as she was lauded as the first black woman millionaire in America for her successful line of hair products. Born Sarah Breadlove, she was widowed by age twenty and took work as a laundress after seeking treatment for her hair loss, she developed the Walker system and sold her homemade products directly to black women. A talent for self promotion Helped build a booming enterprise, and she spent lavishly on luxurious homes. Walker also funded scholarships for women at the Tuskegee Institute and donated large sums to the NAACP, the Black YMCA, and dozens of other charities. Born Sarah Breadlove, the daughter of Louisiana sharecroppers, Walker was orphaned at six, married at 14, and widowed at 20 with a two year old daughter to care for. She resettled in St. Louis and went to work as a laundress. Her early years reflected patterns that were all too common for black women of her generation. In 1905, Walker, who had been losing her hair, sought a treatment for the condition. The method of beauty culture she developed revolutionized black hair care. The combination of scalp preparation, applications of lotions, and use of iron cones became known as the Walker system. She distinguished her products from the hair straighteners advanced by white cosmetic firms, arguing that her treatment was geared to the special needs of blacks. She sold her homemade products directly to black women, using a personal approach to one of her customers and eventually a fleet of loyal saleswomen. Walker trained her beauty culturist after establishing her business headquarters in Denver with a branch in Pittsburgh, managed by her daughter. Her second husband, Charles L. Walker, a journalist, helped promote her her wife's flourishing enterprise. Her lectures and demonstrations won thousands of customers, and in 1910, she moved her headquarters to Indianapolis. Her business employed over 3,000 workers, mainly door-to-door. Her product lines of nearly 20 hair and skin items was widely advertised in the black press. Walker's talent for self-promotion made her one of the best-known black Americans during the first quarter of the century was lauded as the first Black woman millionaire in America. Her largess was legendary. She spent an extravagant sums on her Manhattan townhome. When her daughter inherited the mansion in the 1920s, it became a salon for members of the Harlem Renaissance. Walker also owned a luxurious country home <laughs> in Irvington on Hudson, designed by Black architect Bertner Tandy. So this just I'm just I'm saying all this to say. Here was a woman who, as we consider education, was not educated but as 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 it pertains to and like you said at the beginning Adele, as it pertains to coming from poverty into wealth, she mm-hmm. had her own system she had her own system, <laughs> and she used that system door to door, mouth to mouth, or whatever it took for her mm-hmm. to become the world the world's first um millionaire actually she wasn't just the, the first black woman millionaire she was the first um <laughs> enterprising woman uh, woman who brought who made her so the first self-made millionaire that's what she was
2: wow that's, that's well, you so know, impressive man go ahead I'm yeah, sorry,
4: yeah.
3: no you know what i was going i was going to add to that Deke, and and this is the whole um you know, I guess not the whole point, but um, when, when we talk about formal education and then education, because um, Martin Luther King has a quote about education, and it, it, and it says that the function of education is to teach one to think intensively and to think critically. Intelligence plus character, that is the goal of true education. So so to your point, Madam C.J. Walker may not have had, uh, you know, a lot of formalized or what would be considered formalized education, but her ability to think intensively and to think critically um, and, you know, marrying that with, with her character I believe is what allowed her to succeed. And as I think back to uh, my college days, um, there's – a few things that, that I studied in college that I revert to and that I could kind of put my finger on and go, okay, yeah, in business, I learned certain principles, you know, um, statistics class. I use that a lot in the HR world, in the HR field, economics, um, public speaking, things of those nature. But one of the main things that I really realized about college life was that it taught me how to think critically, And it taught me how to think in terms of uh, survival, you know. I learned survival skills in as much as I learned book knowledge, but I also learned survival skills in college because, as you know, when you go away to school, it's a lot different than if you're locally because you have to learn how to survive on your own because, you know, your parents aren't there every day. Nobody's telling you what time to get up, when to get up, if to get up, you know mm-hmm. what to eat, when to eat, how to manage your money, and these are all things that is is part of education, though it may not be book education
2: that that that's that's uh that makes so much sense to me, and you said intensively and critically correct
3: absolutely that's martin mm-hmm. luther King's quote,
2: yeah, and I think that's so important, um thinking critically and uh, people need to really understand what exactly does that mean, and intensively. Um, <clears throat> and, and this is what she did to uh, start her business. Um, and uh, as to, uh, the other part of it, uh, what Martin Luther King uh, stated, uh, character. Strength of character will su- will also is also so very important because it will sustain you. So you'll you'll you will you 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 will get in you'll start thinking critically and intensively. You'll, you'll initiate the process. But if you don't have strength of character, it's not going to continue. So I think it sustains you as well, Deacon Brooks. I think you become a center of influence. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is that uh, you um, you attract individuals to you and around Absolutely. you. And, Absolutely. And and that helps and that helps sustain you. That becomes a really, really great support system. You know, I think these shows are fantastic because all of these things come up, um, and uh, it, it, it makes me think and continue to think, and it continues to sustain me. Uh, I was interested, uh, Deacon Carter, in what did, what this young lady did prior to uh, the, uh, prior to the success. And contradiction
1: prior to this she was um she was she was the daughter of a sharecropper and um <coughs> when um they resettled in Saint Louis she went to work as a laundress. <coughs> so she a what? she, she was laundress. She washed up oh, people's yeah. clothes. Washing people's something? clothes. And um what I find what I find interesting, not only not only did she go around to the black community because she she saw products that were not being were not being made exclusively for the black community because as we all know that, um, our hair and skin and, and whatever, our, our, our body, is, they're not the same as, as Caucasians, you know? So, you know, if you, and here, here, her hair was falling out and she was, she was wondering why her hair was falling out. And so she decided to create something to help herself because mm-hmm. there was no help out there. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just think that um you know not only not only that but she, you know as 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 it was stated she was um also uh generous in helping out uh black black communities you know other other communities such as you know the Tuskegee Institute and the Black YMCA and you know dozens of other charities and so she wasn't she wasn't doing this just to help herself out. She helped out the community around
2: her also. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, and we're going to get right back into that. But uh, uh, it, it just hit me, Deacon Brooks. You know, we're, we're, we're still moving along, and uh, we're going to take a sanction break, my brother. <laughs> hey, we're, we're actually
3: doing it before the show ends. Oh, my. We're improving. <laughs> Life is well, exciting.
4: Uh, uh, okay,
3: you, you're listening to In This Place. Uh, right here on Galaxy Talk Radio. Our parent company is T25CL Entertainment. Um, The website is www.t25cl.com. And again, um, along with this um, wonderful show that you're listening to right now, uh, we have other talk shows that are on Galaxy Talk Radio. On Monday, Compton Politics. On Tuesday, Straight Talk with the Hyatt Brush. On Wednesday, Rosalind's Corner. On Thursdays, Whole Vibrations. On Friday, Keys to the Kingdom, and also uh, Friday Night Confessions. And on Saturdays, um, United We Stand with our own Galaxy Chief Brenda, uh, Brother Andre Ward. Now, in addition to um, talk shows, there is a lot of music. If you are a music lover and an avid um, music fan like I am, there are uh, there's a multiplicity of Music that you could go on to T25CL.com and uh, listen to. Um, There's well-known artists as well as up-and-coming independent artists, everything from uh, jazz to hip-hop, gospel R&B. There's spoken word on there, and then there are some um, very interesting films um, that are on there, a filmmaker by the name of Sandra Smith, Um, as well as our own um, Galaxy Chief Brother Andre Boards, United We Stand. So uh, we invite you to go onto the website and actually um, take a look and take a listen to some of these great products, because as we always say, T25CL Entertainment is not just an entertainment company, it is truly an experience.
2: Thank you, my brother. You do that so well. Wanted uh, to you, uh, you're welcome. Wanted to run back to a uh, uh, Reverend Gardner. Are you there, Rev?
0: Yes, I'm still here. Listen. Uh...
2: So you know, we were talking about I and mean, I just can't get this out of my mind with Deacon Brooks and Deacon Carter were saying about the opportunities that uh, individuals have uh, and and they, uh, afforded. And a lot of uh, these individuals don't take advantage of these opportunities. Whereas in the, in, in in a lot a lot of the black Uh, uh, communities that uh, uh, the families, and I'm I'm using that particular demographic uh, uh, for a reason, um, Mm -hmm. who are living in poverty don't have these opportunities, and if they did, um, I'm just wondering how many of us would have taken them. Um, Because you said you grew up as a farmer. So when you grew up as, as a farmer, was, was there a lot of poverty there, a lot of educational opportunities that were not taken care of? Because I want to tell you before you answer that, um, uh, poverty um, and that I'm going to go back to around 2011, I think um, uh, uh, according to the uh, United Census, uh, U.S. Census Bureau, is only a family of four, two adults and two children under the age of 18, that earn less than 23,000 dollars. Um, and also, uh, I believe in that year there were about forty six point two million Americans. Can you imagine forty two point six two Americans living in poverty? but you know what guess what They, they, they were functional they, they were surviving so what what do you say to that
1: well can I, before you go before you go ahead uh Rev Gordon, I want to um piggyback on something that you said before <laughs> when you were talking about the um the different the different types of tomatoes. Now, see, we all know that there's there's different types of tomatoes, but when you were just describing how to grow them, I mean, that's a form of education, and I don't know if that was that form of education. Even though it's not book education, it's still educating someone on how that's to right. grow something, how to grow something that they otherwise wouldn't know how to do. So, that to me is is. For, uh, formal education, in the sense that you know how to do it, and other people might not.
0: Yeah, but well, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> but see, I made the I made the point to say that. Listen, if you put that in the in people um, thing, some of us need a tighter ring around us to make us do right, and some of us don't. And so, you know, so that I was making that point also because, like you said, that that was a good point too. I I missed that myself, but uh, yeah, I was I was I was a pretty good farmer. But but go back to your what, uh, what John was saying also is that, and, and a couple of things y'all said validate my point. All of us is born with a certain amount of potential, but what do you do with it? Even even in, uh, Madam Walker that you were talking about, what she did with the potential she had, she had some. You know, like education-wise, she might not have been the best, but she took what the Lord gave her, the wisdom, the instinct, and all that, and she made it work for her. So the thing here is that we can – what do we do with with the the potential we have some of us good with numbers, you know, know, can count money. Uh, Some of us, you know, we're good with – they can write real good, can write poems, can write um, songs. I mean, I mean – even in the, in the in the darkest community, there are some very talented people in in, in those communities that can do stuff that you you should hear like. I don't believe they did it. I don't believe he can. You know, there was a guy I met years ago. His name was I never get name was uh, um, I think it was uh, John Otis, Not I'm sorry, Ron Otis, And he told me he says uh, he was very inspiring by the way. He told me he said, "Man," he says, uh, and, "and the guy was very he was like he was like a." Uh, Brother John, he used those words. I mean, he was like a uh, a wordsmith. You know what I mean? So, like I know a guy that was in Westwood, New Jersey. This guy, you talking about wordsmith? Oh my God! He's like I mean, just, mm. I'm I just, I'm just sitting there. And he just blow me out using so many different words, man. Like I'm saying, what a, I'm stuff I can't even explain what they mean. But anyway, long story short, he told me. He said, "Bro, you know what? He said I, if I can talk to anybody, no matter who they are, it's the a president." I can talk to them. I, I can get on that level. And, you know, that thing stuck with me made me uh, think about it. You know, like, mm-hmm. how, do I equip, how do I equip myself where I can uh, deal with people on different levels? So some mm-hmm. of us don't think about that. And I'm, when I'm listening to today, all, all of you guys can fit that mold. You can, you can teach people on different levels. You can touch people on different levels. And so that's mm-hmm. my point. I was, so I was saying in the community, poverty, all this stuff goes together. It's that we all are 40 a, 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 some kind of um, something, but I think God gave us all of us a something. And, and, and I'm not saying trying to be biblical, but I'm saying here God, but He made all of us. So He gave all of us something. So <clears throat> what do we do? What do we do with it? Some of us can read. You know what I'm saying? So So again, what do we do with it? So sometimes we take our stuff because uh, I guess we don't. no one pushes, no, no one around to push us, no one, because some of us need pushing, some of us mm-hmm. need pulling. And some of us need dragging, you know what I mean? So so he, again. But it is 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 anyone around us to able to do that because some of us do some of some of us do need a little more uh push than others, um, to to get the best out of us, you know. So again, uh, now you, you think I'm I'm gonna jump to this point here real quick. Uh, Brother Derek talking about being a farmer. Yeah, I, I, I uh we mm-hmm. struggle and try to go to school and when we could and farming between farming and going to school, but did the best we could, and then you know, when the time came, we we was able to achieve like other kids, but, but it was hard because we, we had to go to school. Listen, in the morning before I uh, go to school, we had to be in the field plowing and in, in the field, and then we had to uh, like a half an hour to to bring the mule back, the whole mule, the horses back, put them in the barn, and and all that kind of stuff, and, and, and go in the house and, and try to dust ourselves off so we don't go to school looking, looking dusty. And then, get uh, mm-hmm. on, you know, jump off the bus. And uh, then when, uh, as, soon as, as soon as we get back from school in the evening, guess what? Those clothes comes off. We go back to the same thing we were doing that morning. So it was hard. But, again, it, it's that. It's that uh, but taking advantage of what. It's, but uh, I'm going to say this, then I'm going to let you go. But the thing is, I look at all that. But it gave me a lot of, uh, of things to look at. So because now I'm, I'm going to sum it up with this. I just retired. Uh, September the 8th. And do you know, farmer, country boy, I was making, I had a six-figure job. So you know, you think about that. Six-figure, and how many people, again, but I I took the opportunity that, that had before me, and I used what what I learned, and I used, I, I took the education I had. I, um, you know, I even, um, I got an associate degree, but I'm saying it, it was not easy for me. But again, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's that, <laughs> you get a little cracks in life. You get a little Picture like this. So what you do with it? Because those listen. When those little doors open for you in life, you gotta jump in right away. If you don't jump in guess what? They close pretty fast. So I'm, oh, so yeah. I'm saying. am so, so so when those little doors open for me, I I, I didn't have a few minutes to jump in them, you know, and and move on with it. So the thing is, like I say, and um, I know a lot of people died doing what I was doing down south. But I'm saying I was, but I was able to come north and keep working and doing what I got to do. And I wound up, mm-hmm. before I retired, making a six-ticket job. So, you, so you, mm-hmm. listen, so I considered that again. What do you do with the opportunity that you afford? Do you squander mm-hmm. it? Uh, do you, do you, do you sit around and, 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 and now I live, okay, I'm sorry. I, I was in the project, lived the Alabama project in, in, in New Jersey years ago. And we were go in the back and play basketball. And the young black man would say to, to me, this is, I'm not working for no white man. They, they, so I, I say, well, listen. Well, who are you gonna work for then? I'm no, well, I'm not working for <laughs> the white man. Guess what? A lot of them don't work at all. They, they wind up selling drugs. So I'm saying, uh, we blame. We have this blame game that we blame everybody for our, for our failure, and a lot of times we don't use the opportunity we have in life to doing things to better ourselves. So we spend more time blaming other people for our failure. Uh, my mama didn't didn't do this, and my father didn't do that. I didn't have this. You know, I could use those same excuses, but guess what? <clears throat> I, also, I was treated—I treated real bad by white people. And I don't <clears throat> to these days. I do not ha- hate white people. I get along with pretty good. Matter of fact, some of my ex-bosses, I can go by the house and sit there, and have a cup of coffee, We laugh. <clears throat> but the thing was that, but I could have hated them real bad because what they said to me and what they, the things they did to me and how I was treated. But I, I took that made—I took it and made it a positive rather than negative. So I'm saying here, what do you do? with the opportunity that you afforded. I think excuses, you made a speech.
2: You see what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm gonna leave that alone for a little while. Yeah. Well, I, I gotta say, uh Garden man, I'm very proud of you, man. I, that that's a very strong uh testimony. <clears throat> and, and and I can relate to that um as well because uh you know, growing up in New York City, man, you know, yeah. um like I was born and raised in Harlem in the Bronx. Um and I know that uh my My father, who came up here from from the south, my mother was from the south also but she came up at a very early age at the age of nine <clears throat> and I remember when she was not working um and my father um initially was a bus driver with a city um and and we had three children, <clears throat> so we were because there were there were three of us mm. and and two adults. Um, it kind of, it, it, we rose a a bit above the poverty line, but, um, and that, that, that's by today's standards. But um, back then, you know, in the sixties and in the fifties, you know, we were uh, uh, living in poverty. You know, we lived in a cold water flat. The bathroom was in the, in, in in a hallway, you know, you have big old tub in the kitchen, man, um, in in Harlem on 8th Avenue. And, and, and so, um, you know, I'm proud of my parents, you know, because they sustained and and got us out of, eventually out of New York City. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, you know, there's a lot to it because um, I'm I'm going to ask you, when you were uh, a youngster and when you were farming and going to school and doing that, were you at the poverty line as well? Because (laughs) the, 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 the reason for my pride for my family and for you is that you see when, when you are at the poverty line and even though you're sustaining and you're still functioning economically and, and uh, you still have family values and your, your family is still moving on, um, a, a lot of uh, families, children's of, the, the children of those families will drop out of school because they have to go to work and help support the family. Right. You know, and 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 God is was was and still is with us because we didn't yeah. have to do that. We continued. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I have a lot of pride uh, when it comes to that, and I'm very proud of you as well. What do you guys think?
0: Well, what are you thinking? Now, let me say this: uh, there was there was time that we was uh, uh, we only had uh, like I said, we just had biscuits, and like I said before, we. We take a biscuit and put some salt and pepper on, it and make a meal. Uh, there was time that you know we only had two pair of pants. You know we 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 wore them. And mm-hmm. We wore shoes. Uh, had shoes with with, with hole in them and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so, but and then um, and listen, yeah, we were very we were very very poor. But but one of the things that that uh, um, but but helped me out, uh, brothers, is that I long that I had dreams. There was people like my, there people like Joe Lewis. And those mm. people like uh, Muhammad Ali, and you know people that that you know like is they, you know they, those are the people that we can look at and they they made it. So so right. along with that, uh, my struggle I had I had some dreams and I had a vision, and one day I'm gonna do this, and one day I'm gonna do that, one day I don't have to do it. I, but but if you don't think like that, in those days, you will succumb to whatever and me and then you become a a drunk, drug addict, or whatever the case may be. I mean that was people that drank themselves to death. Um uh on the farm. All, all they did was bomb and drink uh corn liquor, you know what I mean? That's that's all they the, their future was work all the week and drink corn liquor um Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then Monday hopefully they'll be ready to go to work. So that was their uh, <laughs> so, so that was their uh thing in life. You know what I mean? They they their routine. Yeah, it, it just and so so what happened. That was like the pattern a lot of people. I know a lot of guys that they, they couldn't wait to Friday to, to go get some corn liquor. You know, so uh
4: mm-hmm.
0: and, and and then of course along with that they had people uh they they trained the kids how to do it, how to how to make corn liquor, how to uh, sell it, how to, <laughs> so you you would you would have these bootlegger houses and you have the kids sneaking at the back door running and get another jug to come back to sell, you know what I mean? So I used to see that and I'm saying to myself, Wow, but my my parents we didn't do that, but I'm saying but um uh, i am glad we do i don't know why we didn't do it but the, uh but we didn't do it, but the thing was that the one that did they the one that was doing that uh, mm-hmm. they made out they made out pretty good, so I don't know but the thing is brother listen my life um was was as a young man was uh, uh let, let me tell you another story my father I'm i said my father and mother separated when I was five years old and um I heard him in the house but you know, years ago. You don't you don't ask questions. So I heard his noise in the house next day my father comes out the back comes out the door. He got a little bag on this on his on some asking where he going. So again, been, we didn't we didn't see him for another years for for years, you know. And so I don't know what it is to grow up with a real then the father that replaced him, didn't love us. So he treated us real bad too, you know, and you know, call us kind of name and, and dumb and stupid and you know, like we worked all the time. So listen, um I thank God that I didn't blow my brains out of nobody else's brains. I thank God that I didn't um, – because, man, I'm telling you to, to be – to work like a mule and to be abused and treated and uh, – because um, that's negative abuse also. You know, like, you don't have to really, uh, beat up somebody to abuse them, but you can also call them names, which is just as worse. So we was called names all the time and all that kind of stuff like that, and we treated real bad. But, you know, and, and I, I – I know that's part of why my family my, my brother and sister were not close like we, we um should be because we were always trying to survive when we were trying to survive and, and we didn't know how to pull together. We was always separated. It was some some reason, um uh like some kids was able to pull together and come a united front. Well, but 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 my siblings we we never did get like that. My my older sister and I we became like that. But the rest of them is like they didn't. So we, we we was like treated real bad. But I said that to say this, brother. I thank God for the opportunity that I had and I took advantage of it. And so I'm so I did this also to say people in the neighborhood that grew up a lot of time, they don't have a mindset to want to do any better. They look around and see a pimp, they see a drug dealer, and they emulate, they emulate that. And so so the thing is that um I, I believe that you have to, uh, and they say it's hard to put yourself by your bootstrap. It's hard to do anything, but there are people in those neighborhoods have achieved, have done something. Again, it's hard, but you've got to have some goals and some dreams, uh, some aspirations of mm-hmm. uh, what you're going to be like. You do uh mm-hmm. education or non-education, because listen, without education, without education is rough. And with, with education for us as a minority, it's still rough. But, Again,
4: mm-hmm.
0: what do you want to do with your life when you grow up? You, you gotta have some goals, some dreams, some vision. And I'm, <laughs> saying, if I didn't have that, brother, I wouldn't be talking to you today. I'd probably be doing something else. But uh, but uh, but think uh, I, I was able to rebound because there was time I was struggling. There was time where we didn't know how we was gonna survive. But but we did survive. So <clears> I'm <throat> able to uh, encourage other people. I, I you know so. So, so my life now. When I, we went to Bible college the other, the other day, so what we do? My life now is spent in trying to encourage other people. I see people in the bank, young people in the bank working. I encourage them. So I think God for you. I'm proud of you that you made it. You know, you make me proud. <laughs> and, and they look at me like, wow. You
4: know what I'm saying? You know, like
0: uh, when I see young people doing well, like Butler Brooks and you know, young people doing well, I'm proud of them. I, and I walk up there and tell them I'm proud of them because guess what? Because if I can push them a little bit further, then yeah, they can push somebody else. Hopefully, so. So this is what it's all about We gotta push we gotta, As long as some of us Is a is, is good example All of you guys mm-hmm. are a good example Because people look at each one of you And, and each one of you is part of society you, you, Either you're part of a problem Or part of the solution And I believe it, all of you is part of The solution because what happens When people see you, you guys doing positive stuff They can say you know them brother different And the, the man of the word integrity So I'm saying here brother Whatever we do, uh, um, small or big, but we are gonna count to somebody. So, it, so we always. Yes, to sir. Hurt yes sir. So I, I thank God yes. for you guys. You <clears throat> no.
2: and, and that that's very empowering, man, and and uh, I thank God for you as well. Um, praise the Lord, because you know what, man, I've not met one person, fellas, that when you walk up to them and give them a comp compliment or just acknowledge, um, their uh their accomplishments just acknowledge what they're doing. Um, right. I, I think it's very, very empowering and I think it helps them move forward. And I think they feel it, feel really good about it. And, and really motivated about it conversely um, rather than saying something negative. Um, I wanted to just talk about what, what brother Brooks was saying because I think it's so important and Deacon Carter spoke on this also. I think it's so very important that we uh, continue to transfer information that we learn to others because, as the brother said, that is also a form of education. Um, And he used the example uh, that you stated about uh, the tomatoes. Um, And I I know that also I've been talking about uh, the lack of education because I think that's very important. I I think any time you have a a topic – that you're discussing, you need to flip it, because the other side of the coin is just as important. It's, it's the same metal, if you guys understand that tickler analogy. It's the same metal, so you need to flip it, because lack of education does um, uh, 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 move itself uh, closer to poverty than what we uh, really realize. And uh, the more you move closer to poverty, the more you move closer to homelessness. Homelessness, that's a good word. I think that's that's something we're going to probably talk about pretty soon, homelessness, uh, because uh, especially in, 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 in low-income communities, because I want to say this, the deepening, guys, the deepening poverty, uh, as poverty gets deeper, it is inextricably linked with rising levels of homelessness, you know, sure. uh, and, and food insecurities, you know. Uh, 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 Deacon Carter was at my job yesterday, um, and just before he came up there, I was speaking with uh, Deacon Carter, uh, my, my, my brother Pedro. And he sat and told me that his family is having a hard time, uh, that they had no food in the house. That's why, uh, Deacon Carter, I wish you were, were there to talk to him. And, you know, the, God works in mysterious ways because uh, someone came up to me in the job and gave me all these canned foods. You know, we have a lot of food there. Um and, and we help out our, our, our clients and, and their families and their caregivers that way. But someone came up to me. I was a clear blue sky, gave me all these canned goods and cranberry sauce and all this other stuff. I had everything except meat. And and I didn't really need it, And I, so I gave it to him, you know. So, um, yeah, food insecurity and hunger. Um uh, is, is something that uh, we're going to get involved in as well. So, uh, j- just to reiterate, I just think that, uh, just like what uh, Reverend Gardner was saying, that we need to continue to transfer information that is given to us to others because that is also a form of education. Um, so, we're, we're going to move right along and uh, I want to ask Deacon Carter. Deacon Carter, do you have any final thoughts for today's show, my brother?
1: Well, you know what? <clears throat> I, I, you know, I. I think uh, what we talked about um, is, is good and I think what we need to do and hopefully we're going to be doing it in the future is um, we need to understand from a, a young person's perspective how they feel about education. Is it worth it? Will it en- enhance their future or will it just suck them into the system? so we need to get we need to get and somebody needs to write that down cuz I'm going to forget it but we need to get a perspective you know on on where they're at with education cuz education as we knew it is totally different now because the drive the drive behind education is uh, cuz you know you know as, as um, quote, quote the yuppies and and the uh, millennials started having children or started having children they want their they want their child as soon as they come out of the womb to start being the best there is Gee whiz. you know i mean we 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 as um we as a black community in most instances don't do that i mean we teach them what we teach them what we think they should know but these children in the in the uh, affluent caucasian um uh, community are getting the best of everything as soon as they come out of the womb but I think you know. I think I think I think we're what, what we what we're doing is we're we're probably headed in the right direction, but with all the with all the youth killings and uh, and all the gang killings and stuff, there's some kind of there's somewhere we're missing we're missing <laughs> our youth and we're not we're not instilling in them the fact that education is something that's very important.
2: Absolutely, and I think Deacon Brooks had uh, mentioned uh, months ago, uh, and and when people say things, uh, they stick in my mind. There there, there is uh, some organization uh, in Passaic County, Deacon Brooks, that assists youth with uh, role-playing and jobs and uh, things of that sort. Do you recall that agency? I also have the resource in my office, but I can't recall it off the top of my head. Do you remember?
3: Um, I don't have it, but I do have it um as a resource written down.
2: Um
3: but but again I, I think that that, you know, those are the type of, of um you know, resources that we have to get the word out that exist out there. Um right. because because I, I like you, you know, think about these things when you know, when we're not on the show and, and you know, um sometimes if a <laughs> thought hits me I'll I'll jot it down or I'll make a note. Uh, something that i that I want to share, um, mm-hmm. but I want to just digress for a moment back to um what Reverend Gardner was talking about um, and it just struck me that you know when we talk about education, we talk about
0: learning right, and we
3: talk about thinking and and it just struck me that you know people can can um people uh, situations and circumstances can teach you one of two things: they could either teach you what to do, or they could teach you what not to do. And and I think that that the power uh, of education goes back to um, to the Martin Luther King quote um, that it really comes down to um, learning how to think and learning how to think uh intensively and learning how to think critically yes um because critical thinking can really has the, has the 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 possibility of saving our lives one day mm.
4: mm-hmm. you know
3: when we think about mm-hmm. situations that we could have <clears> been in if we would have just uh thought about it and gone a different way or when we thought about it, and we went a different way, and, and it led us to, you know, like like Brother D, you said earlier about, you know, you were in school. You know, there were some classes that maybe you didn't take, and, and you know, they, they could have kicked you out or whatever. Um, you know, I look back in, in school, and there were some classes that I really didn't have to try hard on, you know. I, I was told in statistics class by by my professor, me and this other guy. I would see him in the, uh, the student unit us. Uh, Student um, Union Center, and he'd say to me, hey, Brooks, you going to class today? And I'd be like, you going? He'd be like, no, nah, I don't think I'm going to go. So I'd say, okay, I'll tell you what, I'll go today, and you go on Thursday, and you get the notes from Thursday, and I'll, I'll share the notes with you from today. And a lot of times that's what we did. And when it came time for the test, you know, he had an A average and I had an A average. And the professor, I'll never forget, one day we were walking out of the classroom, And the professor said, hey, the two of you guys, come here for a minute. And we were like, "Uh uh-oh, well, what are we in trouble? Well, we know we didn't cheat on no tests or nothing, you know what I mean? But he said, I don't get you guys. He said, you guys are never hardly in class, but yet you have the highest, um, you know, grade averages in the class. And he Mm -hmm. said, you know, why is that? And, you know, I said to him, I said, you know, um, it just statistics just make sense to me. Like it just clicks in my head. So whereas other people might think about mean, median and mode and all the other things that go along with statistics, um, maybe it doesn't click for them, you know, but it clicked Mm -hmm. for me. But when I think about it, you know, during those times, I I could have said, well, I'm not going Tuesday or Thursday, you Mm -hmm. know, because I could have thought that I knew it all, you know, because it came so easy for me. So I mm-hmm. think that it, it all comes down to, um, to how we think, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and again, as, as we, we talked about earlier, you know, to be a critical thinker and, and to kind of, because no matter how much learning or how much education you get, you still have to kind of weed through it and kind of decipher mm-hmm. the things that you need and decipher the things that you feel like, hey, I may not need this right now, but I'm going to put this on the shelf. Because later on in life, I may need it. And then when you marry that with character, as Reverend uh, Dr. Martin Luther King said, that is the goal of true education.
2: Mm -hmm. That's very cool, man. That was a great story, brother. Um, And I understand that, too. Um, It's just like uh, physical science um, versus uh, social science. You know, it clicks for others. Um, What may click for others may not click for Someone else, but just the fact that you thought not only critically, but uh, instantaneous critical thinking to respond in that manner meant a great deal. And you know what else, uh, uh, Deacon Brooks? Um, critical thinking also, uh, um, which is a part of it, uh, just a critical part of it, also improves your insight and it, it, it improves your judgment. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, just like you said, when, when, when you think back of, of some of the things you may do, or well, even on some of the, uh, the psychosocials that I conduct in my job, I'll, I'll ask a simple question. What mm-hmm. would you do if this place caught on fire? Right. You would not believe some of the responses I get <laughs> um, from, from that, you know, um, and, and that determines their, um, their overall, uh, the overall cognitive impairment that's a critical part of it, you know, um, but, but people don't think critically like that and intensively like that and, Absolutely. And, and just trying to, and just maintaining that strength of character. I think this is a great show, man. There's a lot of great information that came out of this show. Um, I, I want to get to Deacon, uh, I'm sorry, I want to get to Reverend Gardner, but before I do so, uh, Deacon uh, Brooks, do you have any uh, tidbits you want to throw at us before we leave?
3: Well, I I did have one more quote um, about education that I wanted to share. And, um, you know, being that it is uh, Black History Month and and in line with with, uh, what Deacon Carter has been presenting, um, George Washington Carver um, had a quote about education, and his quote was that education is the key to unlock the golden door of freedom. And when I I thought about that, I said, wow, what a profound uh, statement. Um, Because, you know, as we know, as a people, our people were were kept, you know, quote-unquote unlearned or quote-unquote dumbed down, if you will, um, Mm -hmm. because I believe that those that were, um, you know, slave masters and and those that were, um, you know, Trying to keep our people down at that time understood that if a person um, learns first and foremost their self worth, and mm. then if if they learn if they learn other things that they can put along with that self worth, that they will rise as a people. Mm. So yeah. I think that that statement from um, George Washington Carver really, really uh, was powerful. Um, especially as we, you know, look into um, this month of black history.
2: Very powerful uh, and and very essential, um, the operative word being freedom, um, even for those particular times uh, and times before that when freedom was considered uh, not being locked down with chains and your, your physical freedom. But such a profound statement, as I said, and that's why I say when I introduce Deacon Brooks, the very profound Deacon Brooks, because he gives you food to eat and quenches your thirst and alleviates, if not terminates, your hunger, because it goes right up into 2018 where this operative word freedom that you just used uh, is indicative of freedom in your mind you know, freedom in your spirit, freedom in your heart. Absolutely, absolutely. The ability to obtain it. So that was wonderful. Thank you so much for that, my brother. I really appreciate that. Thank you, my Deacon, brother. Uh, you're you're very welcome. Um, Reverend Gardner, what, are your, yes, what are your thoughts? Any last thoughts uh, for this yes. particular uh, show, my brother?
0: I made a few points. I'm gonna, just going to hit them and we're going to move on. Uh, okay. One of the points I, I wrote down, we should be, det- we should be, there should be some determination with our education or whatever, what, if we're not determined, guess what, we're going to slow up long and way. Another point is that if we don't, we'll become complacent. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, we don't want to become complacent because when people, when we stand still too long, we become complacent. That's why mm-hmm. uh, uh, Pat, I think Pastor Taylor preached the message sometimes. Sometimes if you're going backwards, at least, you go, at least you're moving, but you're standing still, you're not going any place. So either going forward or going back, but don't stand still because you become <clears throat> complacent. Uh, another point is here is that each one of us has a purpose in life. What is our purpose in life? Do we know what our purpose in life? And our purpose is to make a difference with somebody. And, not, and it's from a, I'm saying from a positive point of view, not from a, it's easy to be negative, but I'm saying um, because we all have a purpose in life. And, uh, and one scripture <laughs> I want to just close with. Uh, mm-hmm. it's coming from Romans uh, the 7th chapter in the 21st verse and uh, this translation is a new life trans- translation that I'm using here. It says, I have discovered this pract- this principle of life. I want to do what is right. I invertibly do what is wrong. So the point here mm. is that even though we we are, we are determined to do what's right, want to do what's right, guess what? There's always some evil around us to to kind of persuade us, you know, like uh, not to do so. So, so uh, the word levels, listen, even though we're going to be faced um, on every side with trials and tribulations, but there has to be some determination. And again, I, I say there always has to be some goals set because we don't do that. Guess what? We are going to be stagnant. Because if we, mm-hmm. if we, if brother, um, John had not decided to, to go forth, Lord fell in his heart to do this radio show. What would he be doing now? Or brother hmm. Brooks didn't did, did decide to say, "You know what? I'm gonna join in with you uh, 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 during this time. I'm gonna participate." Hallelujah. What, what, what would he be doing this hour? If, if brother Brian wouldn't be doing, what would he be doing? So, so we all set aside some time. Amen. We were determined. Yes, uh, to make a difference. In somebody's life, so, so, so each one of us are participating in a way that we never thought of in a lifetime that we probably be doing this. I thought uh, when, when when brother John first runs across to me, uh, I thought about it. I said, "Hmm, very interesting." But then, I, but then I said, "I don't know." But then I kept thinking about these things. I said, "You know what? You know that's a good thing going on here. Maybe I should kind of get on board and try to participate some way." So I, all I'm saying mm-hmm. here. I'm encouraging all of us, brother, is that for some of us God has uh, ordained this time and this hour and has allowed us to come together. Um uh, we, we have not the only one I would talk to was Brother John. But the Lord has allowed us to come together at this yes. time and thank you, Jesus. I don't know what brother Brooks like, uh, potato chips or peanuts, I don't know. what Brother Bryant but 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 the Lord has allowed us to come together.
4: Yeah, Regardless
0: yeah. of what we like and don't like, and we just do jail <clears throat> and, and make Amen. a difference on the show. Amen. Amen. I'm done with that. Amen. 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 And, and,
2: and 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 you know what? I, I want to say this um, again. Let me let me go to my man, uh, uh, Deacon Carter. Deacon Carter's been into my job when I've had my my laptop open, and a lot of times when I'm not counseling or out uh, interacting uh, with the clients, and I'm in my office doing paperwork, I'll have my laptop open and I will be listening to one of the shows. Um, and, and Reverend Gardner, you happened to be speaking when one of the individuals came in. Now this was a client and uh, the, the freedom of religion and the freedom of spirituality is totally free. It's totally upon themselves. And and, and this individual walked in and sat down. Wow. And that's because he heard the computer. He heard, he heard us talking and didn't say a word to me. And I was just, you know, sometimes it, it's good to be quiet uh, guys and observe. Yeah. And, and yeah. I just checked him out. I just checked him out. And he sat there and sat there and sat there and listened to the show as I did my paperwork. Cause I have an open door policy. You can come in my office anytime you want. Um, but, mm. and he's not the only one, he's not the only one that does that. So, uh, Oh, that's right. Now now I remember, uh, uh, Deacon, uh, Reverend Gardner. I do apologize. I'm going to call you, man, and tell you how to download these shows. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank, you. thank you. Thank you for my memory. <laughs> <laughs> my mission is just a little off, but I got you. Baby, I got you because I want you to hear this.
4: <laughs>
2: anyway, yeah, you're supposed to have your computer in front of you, and I'm supposed to have my computer in front of me. Oh, Lord, Deacon Brooks, give me strength, brother. I'm telling you. So, uh, yeah, you know, so we, we, we do this. And, and Deacon Carter always says in the beginning of the show, those who are listening are those who may listen later. And people do. It's, it, it, it's just a wonderful thing, man. And I thank mm-hmm. God for that. Um, so, so thank you for that word, uh, Reverend Gardner. Thank you very much, man. Uh, I really appreciate it. And, and tonight I want to I wanna, uh, uh, throw it to uh, Deacon Brooks and ask him, please pray us out, my brother.
3: Okay. Absolutely. Well, let us pray. Dear Lord, yes. we humbly come before you this, this evening, and Lord, we come before you with a heart full of thanksgiving. Uh, just grateful, God, for the many blessings that you bestow upon us on a second-by-second basis, O oh God, and yes. truth be told we couldn't even take another breath had it not been for your grace and had it not been for your mercy, but you being such a wise and all-powerful and loving God. Lord, you allow our moments to roll on for just a little while longer, Lord. And we're grateful today. We're grateful for this show. We're grateful for um, the brothers and the sisters that you have petitioned um, to be a part, um, whether they're listening, whether they're um, giving their their own advice or, or whether they're giving their own point of view, God, we thank you because we realize, oh, Lord, that you – give us the ability to think, that you give us the ability to speak and to hear and to yes. respond and, and to share our heart. So, God, we're grateful um, this afternoon, and we're just asking, O oh Lord, that you would continue to empower us to empower others. oh God, but Lord, your great yes. commission is that we would go and make disciples. So, Lord, we pray that there is something every week on this show that is said or that is shared or that is read. Something that will touch the heart of an of a non believer, oh God, and that for some reason, O oh God, they would come crying I yield. What must I do to follow yes. Christ? God, we ask your blessings upon each and every one of our families, one by one and name by name, Lord. Touch our bodies if there be any illness, O oh God, any sickness. Lord, we know that every sickness is not unto death, according to your word and by your stripes, Lord, that we claim healing. So we thank you right now, God, asking you. that you would just Be with us all and and that you would protect us and keep us, hold us in the hollow of your hand, O God, because as your word declares, those that you have placed in the palm of your hand, that no man could pluck us out. So, Lord, we're grateful to you right now, asking that you would continue to bless us and keep us. And, Lord, give us peace and rest tonight and have us get up tomorrow with the mind to serve you and give you praise. And we'll be careful to give your name the praise and the glory. It is in the matchless name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 God's Amen. Listen, before y'all go, yes, sir. y'all gone. Uh, no, that's no, still here, I, here, man. I called it then last week. Then I called it game? I said, if the Eagles keep scoring, they'll win, right? Yes sir. yes, sir. Yes, sir. And man,
4: oh
3: man, I was I happy, glad. I was, I was happy, glad. Hey, <laughs> and, and let me
2: tell you something. I thought about each and every one of you guys when we flew across the. When we flew in for victory. <laughs> yes. When 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 when
3: when I was sitting there and I said, Lord, and and I I declare, I said, Lord, I said they just need a fumble, an interception,
4: or something, <laughs> well, was...
3: and I couldn't even get it out of my mouth, man. As soon as I said that, the fumble happened,
4: and I, I looked at my
3: wife. I said, I said, I, I said, did you did you hear me, baby? I just said it. I just said it. <laughs> and sure enough, man, it happened. But it, uh-huh. it was an awesome game, but I'm I'm glad. I'm happy for that yeah, eagles took was, it home, yeah. you know?
0: Man, were, were any of y'all at the church? Were any of y'all at the church for the game? Or no? no, they canceled it.
3: Yeah, 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 it was canceled this year, right? It they, was? They, I guess, yeah, I guess they didn't have enough uh, participants. They never really said why, but I kind of oh, gathered right. that they probably didn't have enough people that signed up, so um, they okay. canceled it, you know? Yeah. So... But Otherwise, that's where I would have been because I've been, you know, the last couple of years, yeah. I've been going there too.
4: to the yeah. Super Bowl party. Yeah. I know. You know? Mm-hmm. One of the
3: fellowships yeah. I enjoy. But, you know, I guess yeah. they didn't have a good turnout this year. Okay. So. Okay.
4: Yeah.
3: Well, listen,
2: brother, yeah.
0: listen, I love you guys. Uh, we'll love, you hey, friend, love
2: you. We love you back, brother. We love you too, Reverend.
0: Yeah. I love too. you back. You guys
2: All have right. an absolutely uh, remainder uh, of this weekend let it be blessed have a wonderful day tomorrow and I'll talk to you guys real soon
3: all right be blessed. Uh, everybody behave
2: behave all right all right all right, <laughs> all right okay,
0: bye bye
3: every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in at U.S. Border Patrol protecting our borders is more than a job it's a calling agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe